0: Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. Monday, October 24th, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith. We're ready to break it down here on a Monday. Brand new week. Uh, looking forward to it here. And uh, another uh, great week of NHL games. Uh, just want to mention a couple things. Patreon.com slash Ice Guys. I want to bring that up because I posted my uh, weekly power ratings there this morning. Uh, we've got lots of uh, great content there. Of course, pa- uh, the Chris Otto te- uh, totals charts which are absolutely outstanding. Uh, great resource there. Uh, we've got Alex B. Smith, goaltender, uh, rankings, depth charts, his power ratings as well. Uh, great stuff there uh, at patreon.com slash guys. You'll find our daily Ice Guys show betting card uh, there each and every day as well. So tons of great content. We'll be doing some special... Uh, Patreon subscriber only content starting this week. And then next week we'll do some more. We've got good stuff planned with that. So make sure you check out patreon.com slash ice guys. And it's only $10 a month for that. And, uh, just briefly about the power ratings, I wanted to mention them and then we'll get right into today's card. Uh, I had to make some adjustments, some decent adjustments this week with certain teams. I had to drop Vancouver significantly with what we've seen from the Canucks. I had to drop Anaheim. Pained me to do it. Team that I really liked coming into the season, but they fell a decent amount in the power ratings. And if, you know, and I had to upgrade, I had to downgrade Edmonton just a little bit. You know, with the kind of struggles they've had so far this season. And in terms of teams moving up the power ratings, you know, we've had to give Boston a little credit uh, for the start they've had uh, this season. You know, with all the people that were out of the lineup, and more than any team in terms of upgrades, the Buffalo Sabers. We had to upgrade them after what they accomplished. You're not supposed to, even the best teams in the NHL are not typically supposed to go to Western Canada and sweep all three games of that road trip. You know, usually even the best teams in the NHL, they're going to stumble. You know, they're going to lose one of those games against Edmonton or Calgary or Vancouver. Just like if you go through that California road swing, I don't care how good or, you know, I don't give two shits how good or bad your team is. But, you know, you're supposed to not get through L.A., San Jose, and Anaheim winning all three games. It's tough travel. Usually you play a back-to-back at least once during that trip. But Buffalo managed to do that, and I had to put them all the way up to 16. Like, this is a team that's been in the 20s, obviously, to start the year because we knew they'd be better, but we didn't think they'd be uh, ready to be, you know, middle of the pack. And they're middle of the pack now in my uh, power ratings. That's how good of a start they've had. You know, to beat Edmonton and then really hand Calgary their only loss so far this year in impressive fashion and then show no letdown or let up at all uh, against Vancouver uh, on Saturday. They deserved a lot of credit for what they did on that road trip. So I had to upgrade them uh, quite a bit. So you can check all that out, uh, my power ratings on the Patreon page, uh, and certainly uh, Buffalo, Alex. Uh, to me, there was no team that moved up my power ratings more from last week to this week than the Sabres.
1: Yeah, same here. I I posted mine up on Sunday uh, after the show, and like I said, we you know had to make adjustments, and obviously was a lot more downgrades I think on mine than upgrades. I didn't have Buffalo move up too far in my rankings, but definitely had to shift some teams down. Vancouver uh, being probably the most noticeable drop off in mine, but but Buffalo. I mean, they're they're rolling hot right now, and and you know we're getting the value. I thought where they were going to be playing this kind of hockey. In January, February, I thought they were going to be that team that would start being sneaky dogs and we'd actually be able to get some even bigger value, plus one thirty, plus one forty, 140, plus one forty five range after them losing a little bit in the first half. But they're jumping off of the, the page right now, playing decent hockey. And, and, you know, we're still getting some good prices, but it's just a matter of time. We're going to have to capitalize on these plus one tens, plus 120s because. Sooner or later, they keep winning these games. They're going to start flipping and becoming the favorite. So, uh, you know, that, that's the thing about having these power rankings and the thing about, you know, the beginning of the season, making those adjustments and looking and seeing, you know, uh, which teams are, are playing at a peak we expected later than they're doing earlier, which teams are, uh, you know, playing well now, but we're expecting them to fall off Philadelphia, Chicago, San Jose. Uh and, and you know which teams are gonna rise, like like Tampa Bay and Colorado. So that's the whole thing. We're just it's it's uh you know it's not gospel. You know, we use our power rankings, but we also add, add in other factors, and there's many other factors that uh lead to us having our power rankings being what they are, but you still have to adapt them on a daily and weekly basis.
0: There's gonna be some big shifts, there's gonna be some small shifts, and then there's gonna be times when even after a week you know, maybe a team plays well, but you don't upgrade them much at all because of the situational factors. What if they played a team that was bad and injury riddled, you know, and they won those games against a lot of those teams for a week during the season. You don't upgrade them as much. So it's all, you know, situational based team by team and each individual situation based on their results that given week. So. Fun to adjust those throughout the course of the season, no question about that. All right, let's get to the Monday card. we got six games. We'll start with Washington, New Jersey. Uh, the Devils, minus 130 home favorite. six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, I like the Devils here a little bit, uh, minus 130 uh, in this game. You know I've been on the uh, fade Washington bandwagon. Some games it's worked out, some it has not. Uh, But lately it's been, uh, you know, a a situation where with uh, Washington, we've taken our shot with them. The Vancouver game was unfortunate because the Canucks, let's not forget, they were up 4-2 against Washington. And then the Capitals came back to win 6-4. Washington lost 5-2 against Ottawa. And another game where if you watch that L.A. game, and I was on the Kings Saturday uh, in that game they just hit a wall physically. I mean, they really, it's almost like they were stuck in mud in the third period at the end of the long road trip and a two, nothing lead evaporated for the LA Kings. And the caps ended up winning that game uh, by a score of four, three, but I still have worries about the way this team's overall game is trending, you know, and uh, they've taken advantage of some teams kind of collapsing. You know, in the third period for two of their uh, each of their last two victories, honestly, and then their only other win was against Montreal, which has played well at home, com- competitive at home, but they have not played as well uh, on the road. So, and the Devils, after a slow start, are starting to get their game going again. Now, you could say haven't beaten great competition, which I'll give you, I'll, I'll absolutely give you that. I won't dis- uh, debate that or disagree. Uh, playing Anaheim, the Islanders, and the Sharks uh, for their last three victories, but I still like the way the team is trending. Uh, Charlie Lindgren's gonna have to show me again he can play like he did in his first start against Toronto where he played very well even though the Leafs won that game over to the Capitals he played well I gotta see him play well again in net here tonight for the uh, Capitals before I'm convinced so uh, I like New Jersey here do I love the price it's it's not the best but I'll, I'll lay a, a buck thirty I probably wouldn't lay a lot more than that but I am on New Jersey here Alex what do you think Caps Devils
1: yeah I'm right there with you I grabbed it at minus a dollar twenty this morning uh, and I kind of had a hunch that Lindgren we get the start and that, and that, you know, that's what I love about, like I said, we get into these, kind of get into a rhythm with uh, the schedule. We get to see these three and four games, four and five, we get to see these spots and we get to kind of feel where the goaltenders are going to get their start. So that's why it's not always, we still want to wait for confirmation of course, most of the time, but it's more important to wait for confirmation now, as opposed to where a month from now, if I see a line, and I have a good feel of who's going to be in that I'll hit it, hit it a day early or, you know, that morning of, I won't wait until the confirmations uh, in the afternoon. So that's the thing that we're looking at here. You know, you, you kind of, I'm not saying you're getting priced out at a dollar thirty. like I said, I, I would have, I'm glad I got it at a better price, but one thirty is probably the cutoff here because I'm still not sold on New Jersey being a top tier team just yet. Washington. I, I mean, like I said, that's one of the other teams I've downgraded in my power rankings. They look so bad in open ice. And, and their passing still is sloppy at times. Uh, their shot selection isn't uh, as high of a quality. So uh, those are things that that stick with me long-term. It's, you know, we talk about with, with our power rankings. Those things aren't going to change in two, three, four games, it seems like. And against the New Jersey team, and Blackwood, like I said, he's one of those goalies that I think will have a bounce back of a year compared to the last couple of years. Uh, you know, some some solid numbers as of now, 3-1-0, and the 2.02 goals against uh, and say a save percentage of 90. Uh, if he can keep that pace, then, uh, the you know, Jersey should do all right. But in this spot here, I think this is a good spot here uh, for the Devils to get a win here at home. Uh, you know, finally kind of right in the ship after a, a very slow start.
0: All right, good stuff there. Dallas and Ottawa now next up. Ottawa minus 115, home favorites. Uh, six and a half is now the total, although this did open at six uh, initially. It's gone up to six and a half. And uh, a response to the uh, decision and goal from Peter DeBoer to give Scott uh, Wedgwood uh, the start tonight in net for the uh, Dallas Stars. And how, what's the difference to you, Alex, between Wedgwood and Ottinger? I'd assume, and it's not, this is not a knock against Wedgwood, but we're talking about a guy in Jake Ottinger that last year was terrific. In the playoffs, he's the reason that got to a game seven in overtime against Calgary. He's had a strong start to this year. There's probably a decent gap, at least, between the two.
1: Yeah, so the average gap in my rankings between starter and backup is usually a 15-cent move. For uh, Ottinger to Wedgwood, it's $0.25. Cents. And and that's saying with Wedgwood playing well. Uh, if he's just mediocre or, or average, that's probably a $0.30 cent difference to me. Like Jake Ottinger, I have him ranked as one of my higher goalies. I haven't done a, comp- a comprehensive list of top 10 overall. But if I were, Jake Ottinger's in my top five for sure. Uh, yes. So that makes a huge difference in, the, in this line and this number. And that's why I try to pick him right.
0: Yeah, no question about that. It's kind of what I figured. And you're right. You've got Wedgwood who is, uh, so far this season, you look at the uh, numbers involving him, uh, the game against Toronto, even though, again, fell short in that game, he played uh, pretty well uh, for the uh, Stars in that game. Three goals on 40, 43 shots he faced, only gave up three goals in that uh, 3-2 loss to the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. So, uh, again, I, I I'm, with Ottawa right now, it's Ottawa money line for me. It's Ottawa team total over three and a half for me. Even against a good, look, Dallas has been a pretty good defensive team this year, but you're going to give a three and a half at around a plus 130 or so for the uh, Senators team total over three and a half. That's good value. They've been scoring goals in bunches at home. They've had no problem getting their offense going at home this year, and they're also 3-0 and at home against Boston, Washington, Arizona, seven, five, and six goals scored. Uh, by the Ottawa Senators uh, in those three home games. And uh, the money's come in on Ottawa. I agree with it. I've been uh, saying all along that when the uh, Senators are at home, I've cashed with them against uh, – I, I laid off against Arizona, but I didn't take the over in that game on Saturday with Ottawa-Arizona. So really I'm 3-0 and with wagers. I haven't – put it this way, I haven't lost a, a wager with an Ottawa Senators home game yet this year. I swept the board with the Boston game. I had Ottawa team total over and full game over for the boston game same thing with the washington game i had an ottawa money line team total over split and the full game over and then ottawa arizona i just had the full game over six and a half and so i'm like batting like i'm like seven and oh now (laughs) with uh (laughs) ottawa home games in terms of the betting record so i'm probably going to come back to the same bet here tonight ottawa team total over ottawa money line and a full game over six and a half i already bet it when it was six i'd still recommend it at six and a half though uh, the current number we might actually see hasn't been confirmed yet. DJ Smith said he wanted to give Magnus Helberg a start here at some point. And he is the backup to Anton Forsberg. And you talk about differences. Forsberg's been pretty solid this year. Magnus Helberg is nothing but a 31 year old journeyman. You know, he's been around for many years. He was in the Nashville organization. He was in the Rangers organization for a few years. He was with Detroit uh, last year, and he actually got a a, a start with Detroit. Just one One game played last year uh, and only an 8.70 save percentage, three goals against average. So, you know, you do get concerned here uh, about, uh, you know, uh, about his ability here uh, tonight in net. Against a Dallas team that we found out, look, offensively, they've got Pavelski going at a great clip early in the season. Jason Robertson's dangerous. Rupe hints, you know, if Sagan and Ben can become more of a consistent factor, they can score goals. And we've seen Dallas early in the year. Last four games they've scored – three uh, four goals or more in three of the last four so i think that favors the over as well again we're not confirmed that Hellberg is in net but forsberg they do say he's a little bit banged up and that's why he's a question mark for tonight so uh it could be magnus Hellberg, and that's another reason probably why we've seen some money come in on the
1: over tonight
0: Uh, alex what do you think dallas ottawa
1: yeah i'm right there with you with that ottawa team total over and getting out of the plus price three and a half i think their offense is going to carry them and like you said this is definitely one of those spots where, especially if Dallas giving their their guy back up, Ottawa might run and do the same. And, and the, the drop off there, I have in my rankings 15 cent drop, but that could change. And that's a, this is probably, this would be a game to change it. Uh, if if Helberg gets the start and he doesn't fare well, th- that might be flipped to a 20 cent move because we're seeing Forsberg actually play well. I mean, you look at his quality start numbers going back to last year. He's actually, I mean, he's he's just been with a bad team, but he's done well on his own. He, he can make, he's capable of, he's right at that cusp of capable of stealing you a game, but he can always keep you in a game. He's he's slightly above average in my book, where uh, Hellberg, he's just basically kind of a placeholder, of your typical third string, run-of-the-mill guy, great AHL guy, but uh, hasn't been able to translate that success over uh, to the step above. So this would definitely be Ottawa team total over. Don't want anything to do with the money line uh and we talked about this in a couple of shows ago about how look at these team total overs sometimes we talk about it as a better way to get value on a on a favorite that's a bit too high sometimes it's just a better way of getting a value and not have to worry about the winner or loser at the end of the game they get four goals and then they lose six four we still cash the ticket
0: shane pinto my friends get on this these props for that guy he's undervalued right now He's uh, not talked about as much for the Senators because you got Kachuk, Stutz, Labatherson, Giroux, Broussard, Dabrinkit. He's only playing on the third line, but he is being uh, an offensive uh, dynamo right now for the Senators. Four-game goal streak, four straight games with a goal, four goals, one assist, five points this season for the 21-year-old third-line center uh, of the Ottawa Senators. So uh, Shane Pinto right now, uh, that's your prop that I'm targeting tonight for the senators in this game no question about that
1: one one quick thing too with this game and, I, and mentioned it in the chat but i'll mention it on, on here too as well i'm liking the first period over live tonight uh, and obviously we'll be doing a lot more of these tomorrow with the live betcast cast uh going but but this is one of those games where i have First period over. It's 165 right now. I want no part of that. But if this drops down to 120, 125 range, or five like about maybe say three or four minutes into the contest, I'll be firing on the first period over for sure. So follow me on Twitter, AXM Sports. I'll try to tweet that out as I play that live if we get that opportunity.
0: All right, there we go. So looking at a live over. Yeah, there is something going on with Forsberg. Someone in the chat said that he's he's fine. he left the morning skate this morning he was talking to the goalie coach then he left the ice there's definitely something injury related bothering him they haven't disclosed what it is but they did say that you know it's left his availability up in the air for tonight so that's why there's a possibility we see magnus halberg make his debut tonight for the senators all right st louis winnipeg uh winnipeg minus 115 home favorite six the total spot-wise, I like this for the Jets, but I don't know if I want to step in front of St. Louis. They're playing good. They're 3-0 and to start the year. That was an incredibly impressive performance uh, against Edmonton. It, it's tough to, you know, shut out the Edmonton Oilers on home ice. They managed to do that, and they held the Oilers to just 23 shots. It was a really good defensive game for a team that, you know, we've talked about on this show the last year or two. We We don't think this team's nearly been as shut down or as good in their own end. But boy, they turned back the clock and they brought one of their better defensive games uh, against Edmonton. Very impressive. Bennington was sharp. He was seeing the puck, square to the shooter, good rebound control, uh, just following the puck very well. Aggressive, came out of the blue paint, out of the crease uh, to cut down angles on uh, some of these high powered Oilers forwards. You know, it was a really nice performance overall from uh, Bennington as well in net. Uh, for the uh, St. Louis Blues. We'll see if they can keep it going, this st- strong 3-0 start to the year. Edmonton's not had the start they hoped for, Three uh, or Winnipeg, I should say, uh, after that great first win uh, against uh, the New York Rangers at home. They've lost 3-4 since then. It, that was a tough spot for the Winnipeg Jets off the road trip back home against Toronto. They lose 4-1. to one. This will, I think they'll be sharper. I think they'll be better. Uh, here tonight uh, in this game uh, and when you look at the matchup here Thomas Grice and net for the uh, blues is uh confirmed to be the goaltender and at least had a nice career all right San Jose coyotes Pittsburgh for a bit a lot of years with the Islanders a couple of years with Detroit but we've not seen we've seen his goals against average increase year by year the last couple last year it was a career worst 3.66. Goals against average, 891 save percentage for Thomas Grice. This is not exactly a goalie I'm fully trusting here. I like a Jet team total uh, in this game is what I'm going to go with because I don't want to really go against St. Louis in terms of winning the hockey game. They've won three in a row. But I do think the Jets are going to potentially put some pucks in here. I'm not a big fan of Thomas Grice and the way he played last year at all. Uh, for the Detroit Red Wings. And uh, this Winnipeg team is, uh, you know, they said the right things, that we just got to be a a little bit better with the puck. I thought they, uh, what's that term? They banged around the puck Saturday night. You know, they just weren't making crisp plays uh, against that Toronto team on Saturday night. I think there's a chance we see better, crisper, cleaner execution and playmaking with the puck on their stick tonight. And again, that's a goalie that's got to show me Uh, He can have a better season than he had last year against, as a member of the uh, Detroit Red Wings. So you can get the Jets team total over three and a half at a very healthy plus 125, plus 130. I think that's a very good price. That's the way I'm going to target this game. What do you think here, Alex, Blues and Jets?
1: Yeah, this is one I'm going to completely pass away from. And I get it. Thomas Grice, uh, you know, not that great of a goalie. He's definitely had a a drop off, you know, long veteran uh, career, 13 seasons. When you look at his history, six two and one against Winnipeg with a two point one zero goals against the nine two four save percentage. So, for what that's worth, he has played well against that team. And obviously, from just a a pure talent angle, St. Louis, in my opinion, is way better than Winnipeg. But this just feels like it could be one of those flat spot nights for St. Louis uh, if Winnipeg can be jazzed up. And somebody mentioned in the chat about St. Louis. Yes, they've started off slow in some first periods. So, if the Jets can get a maybe, I look at Jets' first goal. If I had to play something like that, maybe that's the the kind of angle I would be looking at. But but nothing on a on a, a full side total, slight lean to the over. If Winnipeg can get the offense rolling, Grice isn't as sharp. But we know St. Louis can kind of counter back with some goals as well. So uh, this is kind of a, a watch and, and learn game for me. But uh, but I definitely see some a couple of angles that wouldn't you know be a uh, terrible bets tonight. Like I said, team total over with Winnipeg if they can find a way to get get them past Grice and. Uh, Maybe Jets, to score first, they can kind of dictate the pace of the game. All right, yeah, definitely. Should be an interesting one, and this next
0: game should be very interesting as well. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, Edmonton Oilers, uh, arguably the game, it probably is the game of the night if you ask me. Oilers, minus 120, home favorite, 6.5 the total. And Already I'm hearing this shit today on television, on Sportsnet here. It, It drives me nuts every time we get these kind of games. Oh, can't wait to see another McDavid versus Crosby. Oh, every time I hear this, it's, it's a team sport folks, Pittsburgh versus Edmonton. It's the Penguins versus the Oilers. Holy shit. We got to put up with this every time, you know, it's McDavid versus Crosby or it's Crosby versus Ovechkin. We hear that instead of, Oh, it's Pittsburgh versus Washington. We have to remember it's a team sport here uh, with these uh, teams. But uh, again, they're just banging over the head, banging us over the head with this McDavid versus Crosby nonsense. Stop with the nonsense. All right. It's team sport. Penguins versus Oilers, as far as I'm concerned. And I'll tell you what, you would have thought I thought I would have thought these records might be reversed coming into the season that maybe Edmonton would be 4 0 and 1. Pittsburgh would be 2 3. Uh, but instead it's Pittsburgh 4 0 and 1 and Edmonton 2 3 to start the year. I I like Edmonton here. I do. Uh, and I'll say why, even though they're struggling a little bit. Edmonton, the last time they were in this spot, they were, you know, people were questioning them. They were coming off a loss, a a game where they didn't get much going and they played Carolina and they came out strong. They got the early lead against Carolina. Carolina kept pushing back and and coming back on Edmonton, but Edmonton kept answering every time Carolina scored and Edmonton got the win against Carolina, laying just a short number at home, just like they are here. And I think you're going to see Edmonton respond here as well tonight in this game. I think it's a, it's a nice short price for the Oilers here. And as much as Pittsburgh's had this nice start, 4-0-1, like I said, you played the Arizona Coyotes at home. You got Tampa Bay on a back-to-back situation on the road. You lost on the road to Montreal. You got L.A. in a back-to-back situation. I mean, you talk about advantageous situations and spots. You know, Pittsburgh's had, basically it's been good spot Pittsburgh versus bad spot opponent. For a lot of their games this year and that's not to take away from what they've done completely it's been a great start they've certainly had no issues offensively not at all you know they've scored six 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 in four of their five games uh this season they scored six against arizona tampa la columbus in a game where they fell behind two nothing and they came back and they won six to three uh so i think you're going to see uh pittsburgh certainly got it going in the offensive end right now crosby is uh, had a nice start. I think Danton Heinen props. You got to keep going with that. He had two goals against Columbus. He, and he's uh, being a reward, or I should say Mike Sullivan is rewarding, is being rewarded by Danton Heinen for putting him on the top line uh, because he has played very well with uh, Crosby and with Raquel. Uh, Zucker, Malkin, and Rust on the uh, second line uh, as well has been pretty solid for Pittsburgh. Uh, and I think it's going to be kind of like the Carolina game. I also like over six and a half in this game. You get Edmonton off a low-scoring, tight-checking game. You know, I think we kind of go back the other way here in this game, kind of like the Carolina game where that ended up, what, six to four uh, in favor of Edmonton. Uh, we've seen the Penguins go over the total in four of their uh, five games. Edmonton, they had an under against Buffalo. It went over the total the next game against Carolina. So, that's kind of what you sometimes get with the uh, Oilers when they play uh, a game that's a little tighter checking and a game where their offense doesn't get going nearly as much. They seem to bounce back, and the, the game, the next game, seems to go over the total. So that's been a pattern that dates back to last year. I find with a lot of Edmonton Oilers games. So I'm going to go Oilers money line here minus 120 and over six and a half and Danton Heinen props for the Oilers for the Penguins rather. Probably come back to the well with that. It came through for me against Columbus, and for Edmonton in terms of player props, there are a couple uh, that stand out. They've moved Yamamoto to the top line with McDavid and Kane, and as you would expect, McDavid and Kane, their goal score and points props are uh, are worse than they are for Yamamoto, even though Yamamoto's up on that line. So Yamamoto to me is the value in terms of oiler player prop tonight. Uh, Alex Penguins Oilers.
1: Yeah, I like this first period over, but I want to get a two at a plus price. We're already seeing some of those twos move up into the dollar five, dollar ten range. You have the layer price. Obviously, you don't want anything to do with a, a one and a half at minus a dollar ninety. So look for it, shop for a two at a plus price, even money or better. Uh, I think we're gonna see this be a kind of uh frenetic pace because you saw Edmonton off a shutout. They only got shut out twice last year in the regular season and twice in the playoffs. Uh, this is a team you don't really get to hold down too often offensively. Uh, and while Pittsburgh, they like, said, their offense has been rocking and rolling, I think the defense still could have some gaps and some lapses against this Edmonton team. We'll really get to see how good this Penguin offense is because can they keep up with the same pace that Edmonton brings? You know Edmonton's going to, to skate circles around you when they get into that, that high transition game. But the Penguins, you know, there are an older bunch. Uh, and we've seen them score well, but that's mostly because they're passing the puck cleanly. Their shot selection is on point. But can they keep up foot speed-wise? That remains to be seen. So I want to see the first period over uh, looking for a two at a plus price or anything even money or better.
0: Yeah, I think uh, the first period over, but again, you're, it sounds like yeah, you're going to wait till a live uh, opportunity uh, arises here. And I think this is a big game. This becomes a really important game. Early it's not like it's must win. There's no must win games in October. Let me just say, say that right now. It's not like your season's going to end if you lose tonight if you're Edmonton, but there's a big difference between finishing off this six-game homestand to begin the season at 2 and 4 and finishing it off at 3 and 3. You know, there's a huge difference. You'd much rather be 500 than two and four on this homestand, which would be very disappointing because Edmonton goes on the road for quite a while after this, uh, starting uh, Wednesday night, uh, later this week in uh, St. Louis, uh, they play the uh, blues on yeah Wednesday night. So uh, this is the end of the homestand. They don't want to, I think, end this homestand losing two in a row uh, on home ice. Uh, and like I said, I'm impressed with the Penguins, but let's pump the brakes a little bit. Arizona. Tampa Bay on a back-to-back, you know, If L.A. on a back-to-back, Columbus. You know You know what I mean? I mean, it's a nice 4-0-1, but, you know, this is a test tonight, and I think Edmonton's bringing it tonight. So that's why I like the Oilers, and I like uh, over the total as well in this one. All right, let's go to Toronto-Vegas uh, next up here uh, on the uh, Monday slate. We've got the uh, Leafs slight road favorites here in the uh, fortress uh, of uh, T-Mobile Arena. Uh, the total in this one currently six and a half across the board. I've said this, I think, after the uh, Leaf win on Saturday. It might have been on yesterday's show, I believe. But with this Toronto Maple Leafs hockey team, I find I'd rather back them on the road. You know what I mean? I think this is a team that I find they relax more on the road. They play more of a team game on the road. They play better defense on the road. They shoot the puck more on the road. I I find they look for that fucking pretty passing play all the time when they're at home. It's just put the puck on net, will you please? I mean, very simple. You know, especially away from home, put pucks to the net, get traffic, look for loose pucks, look for rebounds, and you're going to end up having some success. And Toronto played that way against Winnipeg. You know, that's the kind of game that's going to get you wins uh, on the road, you know, and that they, I thought they played one hell of a great road game. And when they did break down in the defensive zone, they got great goaltending from Ilya Samsonov, who now is undefeated 4-0 and as a starting goalie this year for the uh, Leafs. So it's been very impressive to see that Leaf performance uh, on the road on uh, Monday night or Saturday night against Winnipeg. Samsonov back in net tonight. Logan Thompson as well for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights confirmed uh, as the uh, goalie for them. Uh, You know, like I said, I mean, Toronto to me on the road, I find under Sheldon Keith, even under Mike Babcock, they always seem to have these duds at home, these games where they lose to subpar competition at home, but then they go on the road trip and, and, you know, they play better hockey. So I don't want to go against the Leafs, um, but at the same point in time, Vegas, you know, is playing at home for the second straight game. Tough loss to Colorado again. Another opportunity for them to try to beat the Avs. The other night, they fall just short uh, in that game. Uh, I certainly think you're going to get a, a, a good uh, effort from the uh, Golden Knights tonight, looking to uh, bounce back uh, in this one. And uh, you know, Toronto's actually played Vegas very well since the uh, Golden Knights joined the league. Uh, overall, the uh, series history stands at 6-2 uh, and two, uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs head-to-head against uh, the Vegas Golden Knights uh, in Vegas's existence uh, here uh, in the NHL. You know, it'll be interesting to see uh, how the uh, Leafs contain uh, Jack Eichel, of course, who has actually gotten off to a solid start uh, this year for them. Jonathan Marchessault is definitely feeling it right now for the Golden Knights. So if you're looking for a player prop of some kind, I'd look in his direction. Uh, he was not a uh, part of the scoring uh, against uh, Winnipeg Saturday, but you know how I think about Nick Robertson that as long as he's going to be playing in that top six for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, you're not going to get the 500, 550 steal uh, of a price that we got that very first game he played against Dallas, but you could still get in that plus 360, uh, plus 375 range uh, with Nick Robertson to score a goal tonight for Toronto. So I don't mind that either here uh, in this game. And, uh, Look, as far as the total, um, I'm basically off the total. I think I'd actually lean under five straight unders for Toronto. You know, with Bruce Cassidy here, we've seen this Vegas team uh, end up going under in three of their last five games. Thompson and Net has been steady, and Samsonov's been great. You know, the last few starts. So. I'd actually lean under a little bit with the total. What do you think here, Alex, when it comes to Leafs and Golden Knights?
1: Yeah, this is actually – I think this is a, a great total to play uh, at 6.5. And, and like you said, with these this goalie matchup, Ilya Samsonov. And it's funny because, I don't know, just people just really kind of seem to have just been down on him. Like, he had a bad year, but I just think he's a, still a solid goalie. And I think the change of scenery is something he needed. Now, of course, like I said, the pressure playing in Toronto, and that lends itself to, like set said, the angle of sometimes – uh, you know, getting a team like Toronto away from home and away from you know the media, away from the fans that are always you know ready to boo at, at, a, at a moment's notice when when things don't go uh, right. So that's always a, a solid spot. But I think yeah, this is going to be kind of a, a, a you know a spot where both teams know how good their offenses can be, the opponent's offense can be. They're going to be uh, and there's going to be an emphasis on being responsible defensively, and we got to match up with two good goalies. So six and a half at a plus price. Uh, I would definitely take a shot with that. But I also like Jack Eichel to score a goal here. Uh, You know, he has scored more goals against the Toronto Maple Leafs in his entire career. Now, obviously, most of his career was with Buffalo, and that's a a heated rivalry. But 14 goals in his career against that team, uh, that's just one of those teams he kind of gets geared geared up for. So maybe we see that kind of translate over. He's been playing pretty well. So I'm worth uh, taking a stab with Eichel to score a goal, and I'll go under 6.5 for the full game.
0: Perfect uh, scenario for me would be Vegas actually losing tonight against Toronto, which is very possible the way the Leafs have played for years now on the road and with Samsonov in good form. And like I said, I just find they play better as a team away from, you know, the, the mad ho- or the circus that is Toronto and that home ice. Sometimes if Toronto wins tonight, I know it's a back-to-back for Vegas. They play in San Jose tomorrow night, but there's San Jose making that first home game off that very long road trip. and, yeah. What a situation that could be tomorrow night where if you get Vegas off a loss tonight against Toronto and then they're going to San Jose and you know they'll want to bounce back big time after two straight losses and they and catch the San Jose team all jet-lagged and tired and back home. Wow, what a spot.
1: You'd have a triple scenario because with Logan Thompson going night, you might also possibly see Aiden Hill in that against his old team as well. Exactly. And
0: I wouldn't mind that, actually. I'm not the biggest fan of Aiden Hill, but he'd want right. to play well uh, mm-hmm. in that game. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, yeah, good point by uh, Nick Earl uh, about yeah, uh, that's that's something to look at too. When you see a guy that doesn't have the, the the goals going in yet, you know, and they've been off the score sheet, but you see them getting the chances, you see the expected goals numbers being okay for them, uh, it's not bad taking a you know rolling the dice and taking a shot at a plus four hundred price like that with uh, Nicholas Waugh uh, for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights to maybe find the back of the net tonight here uh, in this game. But uh, that'll be a good uh, late night matchup here for sure. Uh, with uh, Toronto and Vegas. All right, we wrap it up now. Final game of this Monday, NHL card, Carolina Hurricanes, Vancouver Canucks. The Canucks who, uh, it's funny, uh, people are starting to wonder, when are they going to win a hockey game, this group? Uh, Very disappointing, disheartening setback the other night against Buffalo. Carolina minus 150, uh, road favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. At this point, until I see a victory from Vancouver, it's show me or else I bet against you. It's that simple right now with the uh, Vancouver Canucks. I thought that you'd want to talk about why this team is just in a bad way and why they're fragile and their psyche is all fucked up. You want to know why I know that is? Because that game was 2-1. to one. They they just scored in the second period, make it 2-1, to one, and I thought they had a great start against Buffalo. They were swarming early in the game. Craig Anderson held the fort, but they could have had a couple goals in that first period sure enough buffalo gets the power play goal from dahlin and then they get a second goal from tuck after that two nothing and it took a while for vancouver to get their game going again they kind of you know when you're fragile oh here we go again down two nothing but then they got that two one goal and they started to press again and they were close to tying it and then the third period rolls around two one a good first shift but then all of a sudden defense gets caught two on one rush ends up in the back of their net. Buffalo makes it 3-1, and the moment, Alex, early in that third, Buffalo made it 3-1, the effort sagged completely for the Vancouver Canucks. There was nothing coming from them the rest of the game. They were just totally demoralized by just giving up that 3-1 goal, and there was no response. There was no pushback. There was no, hey, there's a lot of time left to play. We can come back in this game. Fuck, every team known to man's coming back against us. Why the hell can't we come back against someone else for a change? They didn't have that mindset. It was tail between the legs mentality and see you, see you later. We're, we're checking out after that three to one goal. Bad sign, horrible sign uh, for the Vancouver Canucks, seeing the way that game went uh, late. And again, no pushback. And then it ended up, of course, a five to one loss in that game and more questions. And uh, Jim Rutherford, I give him all the credit, the president of hockey ops for Vancouver, he was scheduled to do a friggin' hit for Hockey Night in Canada after that game ended. And he still did it, even with his team in complete shambles right now. Uh, you credit him for still honoring that commitment. But tough times right now for the Vancouver Canucks. And they're probably going to get a, a Carolina team. that ain't going to take them lightly after losing two in a row against Edmonton and Calgary uh, in the last two games of this Western Canadian road trip. So tough times. You're, you're right. Demko's not been at his best. I can't put it all on Demko, but you're right. He's got to step up a little bit. I think he could play better. And certainly we know everybody in front of them can play better. We know it's a banged-up Vancouver blue line as well. It's the worst thing you could have with this team struggling to uh, keep the puck out of the net. Tucker Poolman's still on IR. Dermott's still on IR. Riley Stillman's out. Quinn Hughes was a late scratch in the game against Buffalo. He's week-to-week uh, due to injury as well. It's the least the last thing you can afford if you're Vancouver, having Quinn Hughes out. All, Oliver Lawson-Tossum's a nightmare right now. I can't believe how this guy's game has faltered. Big time, uh, and again, he didn't have a great game for the uh, Canucks uh, uh, Saturday. Myers is back, but again, uh, they're playing him top pair of minutes. He's not a top pair of defense. He's good defenseman, but he's not a top pair of defenseman. Cal Burrows and Jack Rathbone are just young guys, and now you got a Luke Shen, Guillaume Brisbois, a third pair tonight for the Canucks. This is this is rough sledding for this defense, as far as I'm concerned. So, what I'm going to do is one of these things I talked about yesterday, where I'm going to do a team total side split here. Uh, in this Carolina-Vancouver game. I'm going to go with Carolina. I think I'll do in regulation with Carolina just to get a little bit of a better price uh, in this game. Carolina in regulation at around uh, plus 102, plus 105. Uh, You can find that at Pinnacle. Uh, And I'm also going to go with Carolina team total, uh, over three and a half at around minus 105, minus 110. Pretty good price uh, on that Hurricanes team total. Again, a Vancouver team that's got no confidence Vancouver team that defensively is riddled on the back end on the blue line with injuries and a Vancouver Canucks team that in every loss so far in this 0-6 start, five goals allowed to Buffalo, four allowed to Minnesota, four allowed to Columbus, six to Washington, three to Philadelphia, five to Edmonton. So there's been one game out of the six where they have given up fewer than four goals. And that was Philadelphia, who's no offensive juggernaut. Let's put it that way. So I like that team total as well, three and a half for a Carolina and a, and a split between that and the Hurricanes and regulation. Uh, Al, and by the way, that was an ugly scene in the third period too in terms of the fans booing mercilessly, uh, throwing jerseys on the ice. I hate seeing that. I don't like seeing that. I understand they're pissed, but have some fucking loyalty to your team. I've said this a million times, but come on, stick with teams even when they're struggling, even when they suck, even when they're horseshit. They're, they're your team. You stand by them through thick and thin as far as I'm concerned. If I'm a fan, that's the way I go about it, period. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Carolina, Vancouver?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we've talked about that kind of uh, uh, in depth about how we you know, just don't like that kind of display from the fans. You know, like I said, you, you boo and voice your, your displeasure, but just, you know, some fans just taking it a bit too far with that. But with that being said, this is kind of that, uh, you know, immovable force. Uh, versus unstoppable force rather immovable movable object kind of a, a move in the first period. You got Vancouver, 6 of 6 uh, in the first period overs. They're getting goals. They're giving up goals. Uh, it seems like the most energy they have is within the first 20 minutes of play. And then, like you said, they, they tail off in the last uh, 40. So a great live play team for sure if they can keep that pace up. Carolina, one of uh, 1 of 5. In the first period overs, they're a team that they you know, said, emphasizing the defense, getting good goaltending, both goalies playing well and healthy as of right now. So uh, I can't ask for more on, on from them on the back end, but I think they could take advantage of that weak defense and spotty goaltending that Vancouver has. And I'm seeing a big discrepancy. I'm seeing some twos around. I see a two as high as 149, a couple of twos at 120, but then you shop around, you see Bet MGM, arguably one of the best books for first period totals. One and a half minus a dollar forty. I'm taking a shot with that for sure because I think Vancouver. They need to play with with more intensity in the first period. They need to try to establish dominance, get a lead, uh, you know, early and and try to hold on to it. That's been the issue. They they haven't had problems scoring in the first. Uh, it's been the second and third. So if they can just at least get the first period part right and continue to do that, they can try to work it. They have to kind of break it up into three mini-games. It's like the all-star game for Vancouver, the way they have to approach things right now. Uh, And Carolina, you know, just do what they do. I think they're going to have chances in transition to score. And we're getting the one and a half here. I think this is a really good price and a good combination. So I think we do see Carolina cash a rare first period over here. Uh, along with Vancouver, get one and a half at minus a dollar forty. My cutoff for, for one and a half would be dollar fifty. Anything at higher than that, go to two uh, at one of those even prices. I said like around plus one twenty.
0: All right, there we go. Like in first period over, Alex here with Carolina, Vancouver, and as I've mentioned with the goal props, you know it goes without saying for uh, Carolina that I, I'm always looking to bet Jarvis and uh, Marty Natchez. But keep an eye on someone. He's only getting ten or eleven minutes of ice time. And he's playing on the fourth line, usually. Stefan Nason, they're giving him power play time. And he's actually chipped in with, uh, he's had four points in the last three games, all assists. But he's also had five, two, and two shots on goal. Yeah, You talk about a real bargain bin, sleeper, no one's going to think about it for a second, goal score prop or point prop. Steph Nason here for the Carolina Hurricanes has actually been very good in the American Hockey League. It's where he's played most of his hockey the last year or two, but he's played well down there. They gave him a look now in the, with the big club, and he's making the most of it. He's not playing a ton of minutes, but he's
1: he's producing right now for Carolina. No, yeah, that's a great look. And I, somebody who I watched all last year with the Wolves had 37 goals uh, in the regular season. Chipped in another nine goals and 16 assists in the, in the great playoff run. He's definitely a guy I think could, could easily move up out of that fourth line spot if he gets some good looks. And definitely, like I said, he's a, a quality guy in the power play. So definitely somebody you want to look at as a bargain bin value guy for goals for Carolina. Absolutely. Good stuff indeed. Uh, Thomas, yeah, eight, eight
0: and four is pretty solid. I'd still like my best bet record to be better than that on the show. But eight and four is a good start. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely take it. See if we can improve on that uh, tonight here on the uh, Ice Guys show. All right, uh, that's a wrap. Uh, we will uh, give our best bets to uh, wrap up the show in just a second. A reminder, we got a huge, massive Tuesday uh, on deck tomorrow on the Ice Guys show. We've got our daily show at 2 p.m. Eastern. We'll have uh, Jay Rosehill, former NHLer, on the show. That'll be a lot of fun. We'll break down all 10 games on the card We've also got a little Patreon bonus exclusive segment planned with our guest yeah. tomorrow, uh, Jay Rosehill, as well, regarding uh, fighting past and present uh, in the uh, National Hockey League. So that will be a lot of fun. And of course, I know what also will be a lot of fun our live betcast tomorrow night, the first of the season, 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. We'll go we'll go as long as we feel like it. As long as the crowd, as long as there's people tuning in and showing up, we'll go for at least the early games. Maybe the first part of the late games. We'll probably cut it off before the end of the late games. I'd say maybe a period of the late games, and then we might call it a night uh, depending on how it goes. But we'll definitely get through all the early games. We'll get through the big matchup on ESPN tomorrow night. Uh, another one that's going to be probably hyped is a Stanley Cup preview, potentially Colorado and the New York Rangers uh, tomorrow night on ESPN. So, uh, it's a pretty good Tuesday card. Uh, looking forward to it uh, tomorrow. And that first BetCast of the year, DM me, DM Alex, at, t- on Twitter at Bobano, at AX Smith sports uh, If you want to join us, and we'll make sure you send uh, that we send you the link uh, for the BetCast before it starts. And also follow the Ice Guys Twitter, at the underscore Ice Guys. I'm noticing we're closing in on 3,000 followers there yeah. uh, on Twitter. We've had a nice little spike in followers for our Ice Guys Show Twitter account. So we uh, like to see that. So... Uh, Make sure you follow us on Twitter at the underscore ice guys if you haven't done so already.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like you mentioned with the uh, Patreon page, patreon.com slash ice guys. I already put my list for the top five fighters uh, right now in the NHL. You can read that and that will be part of discussion we have that's uh patreon exclusive ian and i will be talking with jay rosehill about the evolution of fighting and how the enforcer role has kind of changed over a little bit so you can get a read uh early read on that now and then wait for that video to drop It'll be sometime this week uh but we will be uh, like i said super busy with that the live betting as well it's going to be a lot of fun, and I will actually post repost my article. I have posted it in there before, I think maybe a year and a half ago, but I will repost the article about my tips for live betting in the NHL because I know there's a lot of new viewers, and maybe some of you are watching this and you've, you've been betting on games before but haven't done uh, any live wagering and so forth and kind of want a little primer before the BetCast tomorrow, so I will have that posted in there sometime tonight or early tomorrow, uh, just some kind of overview of notes and general tips to use when betting live in the NHL.
0: There we go. Great tips. Great advice right there from uh, Alex. Uh, no question uh, about that. Hopefully we've got some great advice right now with best bets for Monday night. Alex, what do you like for best bet?
1: You know, I really love that Carolina-Vancouver game, but I'm actually a best bet tonight's going to be the New Jersey Devils. Uh, I just like the form that they're in that right now compared to the first couple of games of the year. And I think they have that youth and speed and intensity that they can use to kind of overmatch this uh Slow and old Washington team, and like I said, they just—they just—they're a mess right now. Uh, as the late Brian Blessing would say, "A dog's breakfast" is uh, <laughs> the way to describe uh, the Caps for sure. So I'm going to go with the New Jersey Devils, even at the little higher price of a minus 30. We'll go best bet with the, the Devils.
0: All right, New Jersey Devils there uh, for Alex B. Smith minus 130. Uh, best bet for him. Uh, my best bet is going to be a little oil country. Uh, for me tonight, Edmonton minus 120 against Pittsburgh. I think it's a nice situational bet here. I mean, people are ready to throw Edmonton in the garbage can. They've not had a great home stand. They're two and three. This is the last game of that home stand. They win this. They're three and three. It's not the end of the world. They lose this. They're two and four, and they got to go on a long road trip after this. I think you get the best of the Edmonton Oilers tonight. And as much as I've been impressed with Pittsburgh's four Oh and one start again, I'll repeat it. Arizona at home. No big deal. Tampa Bay at home, but Tampa Bay was on a back-to-back on the road when you beat them. Then you lost to Montreal. Then you played L.A. Again, L.A. on a back-to-back on the road when you played them. Columbus, been an inconsistent erratic this year. This is going to be a tough challenge for the Penguins. Even though they're 4-0-1, I think Edmonton brings their best, and it's enough to bounce back and get back in the win column, much like the spot they had against Carolina last week at home. They're off a home loss against a good hockey team, and they got the win there. I think they will here as well. Uh, Edmonton minus 120 against Pittsburgh for my best bet here for this uh, Monday NHL card. Honorable mention to Dallas-Ottawa over the total. I almost used that for best bet as well. Great stuff. Uh, That'll wrap it up. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. Uh, We appreciate that very much. Uh, That'll wrap things up. And again, a big day tomorrow. Daily show at 2 p.m. Eastern with Jay Rosehill, and then the BetCast, 7 p.m. Eastern time first one of the season and a reminder the ice guys is live seven days a week monday to friday 2 p.m eastern saturday and sunday noon eastern if you can't watch the show live download the ice guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms google podcasts apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, amazon music uh, download the ice guys podcast when you can't watch the show live for alex b smith i'm ian cameron have a great monday night Enjoy the games and good luck, and we will talk to you again tomorrow for a big Tuesday right here on the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now.